Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast daily. I am Austin Ward, and it has been way too long since we've had a former Buckeye on the show. And it's way, been way too long since we talked to this one in particular. He flips bottles. He sells fireworks. He's a DoorDash driver. And occasionally, he will kick a football. Oh, he's also a social media influencer. He's all of those things. He makes me look pretty lazy. He's Drew Chrisman of the Cincinnati Bengals and formerly of the Buckeyes. Drew, how are you? I'm doing great, Austin. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for having me on. It's always a good time with you. I think I remember our last interview. You, we were, I think we like flipped like four bottles at the same time, didn't we? You Just flipped like, four, and I flipped number five. We were going for the uh, record. I can only be trusted for one. <laughs> well, you nailed your job perfectly. So I was nervous. Yeah, I was nervous. It was tough. Um, So, you know, training camp is around the corner, but you're right now, I think most people are following along with the exploits on the streets of Cincinnati and what's in that DoorDash logo. I think that's on your hat there. Another team that you're working with for anybody who doesn't follow along on Twitter or YouTube, like I have been, what, what's going on there? Tell us, fill us in. Yeah, so as you mentioned, there's a little bit of a gap between OTAs and training camp here. It's about three weeks till we start back in training camp. And, you know, this is the kind of time to either, you know, kind of take one last step away from football before it just gets crazy again. So a lot of guys go on vacation somewhere, just spend a lot of time, um, you know, doing their own thing or, you know, going somewhere, uh, traveling somewhere to go train. Uh, it's usually what I do. I usually go down to Alabama and work with my kicking coach. Um, I got a one-year-old now, so traveling is a little bit trickier now. You've got the pack and play and, you know, all kinds of toys, and diaper bags and stuff. We're like, well, we can get a pretty good work here. Um, I've, I've now known the strength coaches enough um, on the Bengals, so they know my, you know, what I, my goals and how training that I want to do going forward and have a plan for me. So, you know, I've been lifting at the facility uh, but then I'm always looking to get a little extra work, a little extra cardio. You know, you can never do enough. And uh, we thought about doing Peloton. Um, you know, I'm a punter. Any way I can get an extra leg workout. But I'm just so cheap, Austin. I'm so frugal. I just could not pull the trigger. I was talking to my wife about it. She's like, it's going to become a coat rack in a month from now. You're going to spend like over a grand and $200 subscription for this thing. Uh, you might use like three or four times a week. And then, yeah, like I said, become a coat rack. But, you know, your phone's always listening. Phones, phones are, technology's great nowadays. And it showed me a video of a guy doing DoorDash in D.C., actually. And I looked up if I could do it in Cincinnati. Everything was close enough, downtown was, to where you could do it on a bike. And I was like, it just clicked. I was like, this seems so much fun. It's a way for me to, like, interact with the, the city, get outside. You know, the weather's turning pretty nice nowadays. So, uh, you know, enjoy the weather. And it's a heck of a workout, too, from I have learned from day one. Quickly, it, it teaches you that five hours on a bike is a heck of a workout. And so I've been doing that. And naturally, you know, it's a job, so you make some money. And being on the ground level of Cincinnati, it's a beautiful city. But you do see a little bit of a need on the streets, um, unfortunately. And I was just able to use the money that I was making through DoorDash to just kind of give back in a little bit. And I did that way and I bought food from local restaurants and just handed it out on the street, just the little bit of money that I was making from the DoorDash and put it on social media and it's just caught wildfire. And now people are sending me free food to hand out and all kinds of businesses and people are wanting to tag along with me and even sending me just Venmo money themselves, just 
through my private Venmo, just trusting me that I'm going to use it for something good. So thank you to those people. I have been, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, people have really supported this. I, I mean, I think it's the Cincinnati community as a whole, you know, hats off to them. They, they, I think it shows how much they care about their community. Um, but yeah, it's, it's only been like two and a half weeks since I've even posted the first video. It's, it's grown tremendously and skyline and gold star now donating thousands of meals and stuff. I mean, it's, it's really incredible. Uh, yeah, having known you for, I guess it's been seven, eight years, maybe more now, I think that's obviously a, a trustworthy place for the money and the donations to go. But did you, when you started this, did you think that, that it would catch on the way that it has? No, not, not, certainly not to this, you know, this at this rate. Um, I, I knew, you know, obviously having the platform I have, you know, professional football player, I knew me doing DoorDash was going to raise some eyebrows or whatever. I didn't expect so many people to like catch on and want to support it as well. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's a beautiful thing in social media today. I learned a little bit in college, you know, my bottle flipping, I was even able to turn that way into a charitable uh, event. Yep. I did like a 24 hour, if you remember that 24 hours straight of me flipping a bottle to raise right. money for uh, the Australian wildfire fund. So, Anyway, I knew I was always going to try to turn it into some kind of charity thing. I think that's just just who I am in general. Um, just knowing how blessed I have been growing up, just wanting to give back in some way and be able to use this platform while I have it and give back as much as I can. I think that's it. I'd been missing that the last couple of years since I'd left college. I've been so focused just on the NFL in general and making you know the active roster, playing for the hometown Cincinnati Bengals, and it's been great. But I felt like I was missing a little bit of my former college self that made drew drew and yeah you know social media and giving back a little bit it, it's i feel like it's that piece of the puzzle i've been missing and just feel much more complete as a as a human at this moment it's been it's been awesome if i remember correctly there were at that time there was at that time a whole, all kinds of hope hoops difficulties red tape that you'd have to go through even just to raise money for charity the nil situation was not what it is now and I wonder how much you think about that, look back and wonder why it was always so difficult because there are a lot of people like yourself who would want to use it in a platform like this. Um, you don't have to criticize the NCAA. You can if you want. You're not in a college anymore, but like it, it, always, it just seems a little bit crazy how quickly it changed. And I, maybe you were a part of that in some ways, but I wonder how much you think about how different it could have been. Yeah, I missed out on some some water bottle brand deals for sure. There were some things that people never even knew about that only Justin Kumi and I, our compliance officer, had many long conversations about and never ended up doing just because it's just too many hurdles. Actually, I take that back. I think just about everything I brought to him, he was able to figure out some way around it, wiggle around it. Even the proposal on the field was a huge red flag to even be able to get that done. Um, yeah. And so... Yeah, if I if I played college now, it would be it'd be a lot easier. But in a way, I make maybe it makes me appreciate just the kind of freedom that I have now. And um, yeah, the really you can do whatever you want now. It's amazing. It seems like almost it's that way in college now to an extent. I don't know the exact specific rules, but um, that's kind of like the wild wild west from from what it looks like looking back now. Um, but uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it was, it's an interesting time and I, I certainly missed out on some opportunities, I think, but, uh, 
I'm able to take full advantage of them now and I'm enjoying it. So you said, uh, you know, your child turned one or is about to turn one somewhere around there crawling, getting ready to walk. You referenced the proposal. So obviously family things are still going well there. You're in your, you're in Cincinnati playing for the hometown team. I mean, things have to be pretty good for you right now. This, this feels like it's gotta be a movie script. (laughs) It almost feels that way. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, I'm, like I said, I've been, I'm very blessed. Austin, I, that's something I think my parents have always done a good job helping me recognize even growing up, um, you know, realizing like growing up in America and they had the, you know, they had the abundance to be able to send me to private schools or um, even if I didn't get a scholarship to Ohio State, I think they would help me out, you know, in college in yeah. some way. I think part of that has always made me want to, made me want to give back a little bit, just recognizing that. And yeah, things are so good, so good now and it could change in an instant. So, you know, if, if things are if things are taken care of at home, you know, you can kind of look out and, and reach out and um, help others. And, you know, it's 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 an amazing blessing to be able to do that. I know a lot of people are. And that's, that's kind of the people I'm trying to help out at the yeah. moment. Well, tell me tell me about the football side. A journey from college to the NFL is not the same for a specialist as it is at many other positions. Not easy. Opportunities right window patience uh what's the process been like for you to to the point where you are now it's been a journey um certainly that first year i got a full taste of what the nfl is and just how different it is from just the college side and you know being on scholarship and kind of knowing the next year you're pretty much guaranteed and um <laughs> you know it's not that way it's not how that works it, you, you see just the ups and downs the first year so i was undrafted i signed with the Bengals as an undrafted free agent and i was cut i think it was five times uh, that first year just on the practice squad one week and then they need an extra tight end or something somebody went down in the game so i'm the first one to go you're not carrying two punters on a roster um, right in the nfl so yeah, a lot of it is just timing, a little bit of luck. And then, um, you know, when you get that opportunity, you got to make the most of it because you don't know when it's going to come again. And, you know, there's a little bit of that in college, um, but certainly having that, you know, the scholarship under your belt, you have a little bit more wiggle room in case something did go wrong. It'll stick with you a little bit longer. But here, I mean, you could have one bad game, shoot, even some bad practices strung together in a row. And all of a sudden, there, you see the next day they got to work out. Uh, for a guy for that week um so it's it's interesting it's it's certainly a little bit you know more stressful just there's never any job security uh doesn't matter sometimes even what position you're in um certainly in this one but it's something you just kind of got to deal with as a specialist you just got to kind of acknowledge it and that's just the nature of the position and enjoy it as long as possible while you're in it you know nfl not for long so just that's right enjoy while you're in and take advantage of it and uh you know, make the most of it going forward the rest of your life. As somebody who I assume with the local hometown team, maybe had some rooting interest or at least was aware of what was going on with the Bengals is the overwhelming popularity of this team right now. Like not just down there or up here in Columbus, but like Joe Burrow is this cultural phenomenon and people like the Bengals from coast to coast, like, and, and get kind of upset at some of the officiating the last couple of years when the season ends. Has uh, any of that surprised you how different it is now than maybe what you were used to growing up? 
For sure. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I'm a local kid. Bengals was my team. I remember we had fond memories of my dad and I going to games growing up. And, yeah, seeing the Bengals of the past, you know, it certainly makes you enjoy these last couple of years. I, you know, I've been fortunate. I came in. This is going into my third year. The last two years, I mean, shoot, Super Bowl and AFC Championship. It's been the two most successful Bengals seasons of all time in franchise history. Um, I don't know how much I had to do with that myself, but I was in the <laughs> locker room, locker room with it. Maybe I'm just a you know rabbit's foot lucky charm. Um, culture giver. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, there are a lot of Buckeyes in that locker room, so I think you know coming from some winning programs that helps. Certainly Joe Burrow, you know, that's a piece of the puzzle that I think has been missing for a while. As long as he's in the locker room, I think, you know, any any team has a chance to go pretty far. Um, but I would just say it's it, it's like it's very college-esque, the locker room in a way. And I think that's what has seen made that success um, so, uh, you know, so drastic in the last couple of years. And um, guys just want to hang out together. You know, it, it feels like the brotherhood that we had in college um, which is a lot harder to do in the NFL just because of all the moving pieces one weekend, one week out, you never know who's going to be there. Um, but even knowing that the guys, you know, they put that to the side and they just, you know, whenever they get that chance, that moment, you know, they just want to go make the best play for, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think that has to do with guys are just friends. You know, it's not so much of a business stance in the locker room, but more just, you know, one goal in mind and that's winning the Super Bowl. And, I think that's going to be coming in the next couple of years for sure. The the pieces are in the locker room, so it's going to be a, it's a fun time to be a Bengals fan. So hop on the bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, I have to ask about that because Berm has been a lifelong Bengals fan, and like he tried not to watch it for a long time, and now you know he's really enjoying it and wearing the you know the jerseys and everything again. So, and I think that does help him as well that he knows uh, you and Sam and uh, Joe Burrow covered their recruitments a little bit. So. Yeah. Maybe that personal attachment helped a little bit. I know he's pulling hard for that. And then my wife grew up as a Bengals fan as well. So, you know, uh, I want to see that team do well in Cincinnati. And I, I know you do too. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, it's it's <laughs> a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, and it's a lot of Buckeyes too, like I said. Yeah, first day I walked in, I felt like I was back in 2016. You know, there was <laughs> Billy Price, Isaiah Prince, you know, Joe, Sam. Keandre Jones, you know, I remember covering him when he was at Ohio State too. He's still here. Yep. Uh, it's a lot of fun. A lot, just a lot of good dudes. You know, just I think that's just the culture they're trying to build. You know, from front front office down, just bring in the right people, and uh, you know, the the rest takes care of itself. All right, uh, two more things, and then you can go back to the family. You came back for yeah. the spring game. I know you keep close tabs on what's going on with the Buckeyes. What it. What do you make of the way Jesse Murko has has taken over that position? Oh, Jesse's great. Um, it's kind of fun seeing it go back to the uh, Australian way. Um, I remember I fought so hard my first two years because obviously I came after Cameron and was a full on. Was, I mean, Urban, I think he was like, you know, trendsetter of coming up with the Australian style. And I fought so hard those first two years trying to turn it into like some sort of pro style and ended up just kind of meeting in the middle some way and just making it work. Uh, and then, you know, they immediately go back to the Australian style. Why wouldn't you, especially with the college rules and how everything is, um, it's a lot safer of a route for sure. And, and, and you know, Jesse's a great talent and the success he's had has not surprised me at all. I remember uh, meeting him day one and punting with him. You know, he's got, he's got a good leg on him and, you know, his accuracy, uh, I think just growing up in those Aussie rules football, those guys are, 
wizards with the ball, literally. I mean, they do things that I've never even thought of. Um, um, my favorite part, though, was the uh, the Rutgers game, though. I had someone ask me about that a couple weeks back. That was something. I was like, that's, I didn't see that coming. I mean, you got you got some balls to pull that off because I know that wasn't called. Um, he might have been in the meeting like, hey, if it's open, you know, go for it. Urban had always kind of told me, kind of give me like a side eye or slight look. Like, it's always open. But I knew if I did that play didn't go right, he was sending me to the other sideline like, all right, you can catch their, their bus home. <laughs> um, so that was that was fun to see, and the uh, the he's great and exciting next couple of years for him. All right, we'll bring it home for us, Drew. Uh, for the people that don't already follow it or aren't aware of how they can maybe help your efforts, where can they follow you? Uh, how can they assist in what you're doing down there in Cincinnati right now? Yeah, so if you support me, follow along. Um, my social medias are dchrisman91, Twitter and Instagram. Um, we've got YouTube now, Chrisman Crew. And then even TikTok, I started that. That's just Drew Christman. Seems like I need to get on threads now, too. That's another thing I, I got to check out. Let me know what that's about. So we'll see what that is when the time comes. But, uh, yeah, certainly, I mean, if you want to support me, that's great. Um, but anything I've been trying to promote is just kind of put good things out there. I think the world right now is just so negative. That's another thing I'm just trying to do is spread a positivity. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be really even social media route, just – Go out and do something in your own way. Just kind of pay it forward a little bit. I don't do the dishes before your mom asks or, you know, mow your neighbor's yard without them, you know, really knowing or just compliment someone throughout the day. I think I think the world needs a little bit more at the moment. You don't have to do something as kind of drastic as I've done in the last couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, a little bit just has, you never know the ripple effect it can have in someone's life. And, you know, that they do something and just and there's a lot more positive, positive America to live in. So. It's great advice and it's great insight as always from Drew Christman. That's why it's been, I'd say, way too long until I've had any of that in my life. So I appreciate it. I feel better already. I hope everybody <laughs> who joined us for the Podcast Daily does as well. Uh, a big week ahead of you. Make it the best you can. We appreciate Drew Christman for joining us. Uh, Bengals and Buckeyes, you can't beat that right now. It's the perfect combination. For Drew, I am Austin. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for having me on Austin. Go Bucks and who day.